The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Biden, here he is speaking last night. Right here was a hell of a rugby player. They beat down on the black and tans. Oh God, but but it was when you were a, a soldier field, wasn't it? Chicago. Chicago. Uh, he uh, gave my brother. Allegedly for me, but if it wasn't, I still took it. I still got the tie. I wear it with great pride. Yeah, that was uh, Joe Biden last night uh, in County Loud speaking about uh, Rob Carney, one of his cousins, his distant cousins who was in attendance and remembering that famous victory over the Blackened Towns at Soldier Field uh, several years ago. Anyway, it is the paddy quackery that surrounds the Joe Biden visit that we're going to talk about now. John O'Brennan, political scientist, Jean Monet, Professor of European Integration at NUI Maynooth, is with me. Uh, John, it's all a bit over the top, is it? Good afternoon, Kieran. Well, I think what we seeing over the last few days in some respects is something we're very familiar with. It's the stereotypical presentation of Irishness. It's very one-dimensional. We can go back to films like Darby O'Gill or The Quiet Man. And even when The Quiet Man came out, it was about decades out of date. This is the way in which Ireland has been traditionally kind of sold, especially by Hollywood and to Irish Americans as well, I would say. And of course, it captures nothing of the transformations that have taken place in the country, nothing of the nuances now around ethnicity, the fact that 15% of people of Ireland who live in Ireland were born abroad. None of that. It all gets distilled into these very reductive set of images about the country. But I would say there's nothing really unusual about that. When French people are presented, it's usually through the lenses of wine and cheese. If it's Italian people, it's people who talk very loud with their hands. It's just that we have a closer relationship to the United States for cultural, historical and familiar reasons. We get a bit more of it. And I I guess as well... There's a value, like there's a financial value, certainly, in presenting to Irish Americans like Joe Biden the version of Ireland that they imagine does exist, isn't there? Yeah, I think undoubtedly there's a kind of soft power that flows from the diaspora. Uh, This has been measured in all kinds of ways and it's a very real thing. And I think we are able to leverage the kind of images of a kind of pleasant pastoral virginial kind of land and of course when people get here then from the united states and elsewhere they begin to see the different colors and shades of the country and they begin to see that the image that they might have arrived in the country with was actually extremely one-dimensional so i think it's kind of irrelevant what is it that draws people to the country you know the kind of things that we use to sell ourselves globally because when people get here they usually have a good experience whether it's tourists whether it's business people or students coming on exchange and they begin then to see that the country is a very different place from the way it's often depicted. Uh, Anton Savage is with us as well, uh, presenter of the Anton Savage show. Anton, I mean, the clearest example of, of this, of how we present Irishness to Irish Americans now is not the Joe Biden visit. It's the Patrick's Day Parade, isn't it? Like, that's an American parade with American marching bands that we now host in Ireland to please the Americans who come over to watch it. 
We do. I have to say, I was on on Patrick's Day on on air, and I I ended up. It's the first time I've been in Patrick's Day in the centre of Dublin for a very long time, and trying to navigate my way back out of the city. What I was amazed by was the almost total absence of any identifiable Irish accents. It was very clear that this is for export, and that's a thing that we do very well and with a great degree of self awareness. We were a bit like Pretty Woman and and Julia Roberts and the line she drew in the sand. We don't kiss in the mouth, but up until that point, we're willing to do almost anything. So we won't, for instance, throw open the welcome to George Bush at the point at which the Iraq war is coming, because we do have some morals. But some paddy whackery for somebody in a benign context, will we lay that on thick, whether it's an American president or whether it's an American tourist getting on a bus with leprechauns all over it to go see the mountains of Morn? Yeah, sure, absolutely, we'll, we'll sign up for that. The bit that I find in this, though, like we, we have gone to a fairly extreme level. When he went to uh, Balaná, or rather the plan in Balaná, I don't know if it, if it has happened or is yet to happen, was to give the man a brick. Yeah. Like a brick. What's wrong with that? It's the holy stone of Clan Rickard, Kieran. Like at the point at which you're Dude, actually. So it's not just any brick. So- <laughs> Come on. He is the, the uh, well, leader of the free world, maybe a push, but he views himself that way and we're handing him a brick. The bi- I, can I give you a sort of a motif for, for Sorry, this? Why, friend- why, why, do I, did, why is he getting a brick? This is news to me. I, I'm not 100% clear. My right. understanding is that his great, 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 great grandfather was in some way involved in the provision of or purchase of bricks relating to a cathedral that may or may not be in Ballina. And that he was a quantity the, surveyor or something. <laughs> along those lines. <laughs> and that one of these bricks may either have been one of those bricks, may be a descendant of said brick, or maybe a replica of said brick. But either way, he's getting a brick. Now, if I can give you a single uh, representative of what I think is wrong with this, a friend of mine sent me a picture from the States. He is an American. He was watching the American coverage. And what he sent me of was a picture of the civil defense boathouse beside King John's Castle in Carlingford in Cooley. Yeah. And he said to me, I have a picture of that since 1993. It used to be a fire station. And I thought, yeah, that's absolutely accurate. But what has changed in the country since 1993 is much more important than that one shift. (laughs) We have a situation now where if you get a stent, it's likely to have been made in Ireland. If you get an artificial hip, it's likely to have been made in Ireland. If you get a contact lens, it's likely to have been made in Ireland. We have some of the biggest medical device companies designing and doing their R&D here. We are the ninth largest investor in America. The very infrastructure projects that Joe Biden is pushing are being done in significant part by CRH and instead of showing all that we're giving him a brick and bringing him to a delicatessen <laughs> Alright, alright well, What does Noel Cunningham have to say about all this uh, the hotelier Noel, should we be bringing him down to Boston Scientific or something or, or, or to any of these big biotech firms in Galway Is that what we should be doing with uh, Joe Biden? Well, a very good evening to those lovely gentlemen uh, both of whom I've, I've spoken with and know um, from other uh, broadcasts Look, lads, it could have been a lot more to you. What we're seeing actually is quite a balanced representation. And remember, the President of the United States is playing to a home audience. They like a little bit of twee. And let's concentrate on some of the kind of more dignified aspects. I mean, look what we did when the Queen came. Now look at today at Arizona, the beautiful pictures of the gorgeous gardens of our 
ever dignified president and his wife, uh, Sabina, doing a fantastic job. The sun shone, those pictures go around the world. And yes, the Americans want the shillelagh and they want the shamrock a little. And they know that we're a young, vibrant, well-educated workforce, a great country, our sort of receipts from uh, corporate America this year will surpass all other records. So let's not knock it. And from a tourism hospitality point of view, I just wish he'd been coming up here to Donegal and Harvey's Point because I would have had every shillelagh and every bit of body <laughs> dancer in the county out at every crossroad saying, welcome, Mr. President, Falcha Awala. No, we get a little bit too immersed in sort of the stereotyping. We do more of that than the viewer, the people who are watching these images all over the world. And even in the most sophisticated countries that we Mm. ply our tourism trade, they look to Ireland and they even like a little bit of the old, a little bit of... Well, I was going to ask you that. I mean, when when you have people coming to Harvey's Point from the States, and let's say they're tracing their long-lost ancestors or whatever it happens to be uh, that left Ireland, like, how important is it for you that you do, uh, to a degree, and you know it's contrived, but that you do present to them the kind of the John Hind postcard version of Donegal in Ireland? People would be perhaps very surprised to hear me say that the requirement for that is now almost non-existent because people have seen us in a different light for the last couple of decades. They see a different Ireland and they see that we do things differently. They see our corporate side, they see our sort of more sophisticated side. However, of course, some Americans, they want a little bit of the background, a little bit of the history, and you will give that with the odd little anecdote and the odd little bit of crack. I mean, sure, the people who queued up to see Prince, um, the Prince of Monaco, you know, unveil a stone to his late mother, Grace Kelly, uh, a few weeks ago. They wanted to see those images of an Ireland that's gone, Mm. but they know that is not the Ireland of today. So as I say, we as Irish people tend to put a little bit too much emphasis. Now, the one thing I abhor, the one thing I dislike very much is when it all revolves around alcohol, the traditional pint, all of that carry on. I do not like that kind of stereotypical image of the hard-drinking Irish. And thankfully, that has been quite absent. I can take the delicatessen, you know, him to sample some beautiful homemade Irish cheese from Laos. I like that. That's I, good. I hope it's That's not. Pre- I know. I hope it's not that Prince Gre- Princess Grace Stone that they're going to give to Joe Biden. Anton, I'm not so sure, Anton, about that story. <laughs> I must check. Uh, I, have a, I have a couple of old breeze blocks up here, Johnny <laughs> If I thought that would swing it for a visit, and uh, uh, Anton, I like the the argument. Uh, is made as well that, you know, all these images are being beamed into, you know, households around the United States. And, like, let the IDA trumpet the case for kind of Ireland as an investment opportunity. But people are not going to come and visit because of, 
you know, Viagra and Botox being manufactured here. Like, so why bring bring Joe Biden to that, lad? (laughs) Don't rule them out as a a route to a decent holiday, first of all. (laughs) I think Noel, in typical fashion, has added a layer of of reasonableness and and well-advised mercenary self-interest that I do have to subscribe to. (laughs) Let's not throw baby out with bath water. It is wonderful that we are getting not only the kind of images that we are getting uh, broadcast around the world and broadcast in the States, but also the, the very clear evidence of a happy president. I mean, this is a guy who's having a whale of a time, which is at the heart of what we market internationally. However, it's a bit like if, if we started with Father Ted, if we moved to Alan Partridge when he was designing, when he was asked to front a, an advertising campaign for Ireland, you remember he suggested the catchphrase, there's more to Ireland than this. <laughs> and I think there's a small element to that. I would love to see some CNN coverage or some Fox News coverage that reflects the Ireland in which I now dwell. On Sean Moncrief's program earlier on, there was a fabulous scientist talking about the guidance and control systems for the uh, European Space Agency's probe to the Ganymede moon around Jupiter. Riveting woman talking about the Irish role in the science that they were doing and how the launch would run. I'd love to see some of that. I'd love to see some of our modern art and music reflected. Because yes, we do have the good old Kaylee band, but we also had a period of about 10 years where at least once a year there was an Irish number one record in the Billboard album charts. And we've had an influence on America. Oh, Jesus, hold on now. It sounds like you're suggesting we roll out Bono. I think we've had an... I mean, he, he when he was in the Aurist today, I mean, amongst other things, he had to sit down with Michael D. They talked about the Good Friday Agreement. They talked about the contributions of Irish... Uh, of the Irish diaspora in America. They talked about Michael D's own series of Machnav 100 seminars. I mean, I know he's a teetotaler. I think he deserved a pint after listening to that. But uh, uh, go on. Let's be clear. We all know that currently Larry, Adam and The Edge are restraining Bono, trying to hold him back. (laughs) They are. I have no doubt. John, it's interesting though, isn't it? I mean, the, the, the degree of paddy whackery with which we are comfortable depends on who is delivering it, doesn't it? Like, we're we're happy to play up to it to a degree when we're doing it for an American tourist, but when it's the other way around, we take real umbrage at it. I mean, the uh, the Saturday do, Night I Live think- sketch a few weeks ago, people remember where they kind of, you know, took the mick out of, uh, you know, Irish accents and drinking uh, culture. And the, the pearl clutching that went on afterwards here was ridiculous. Yeah, we saw it also, you remember, during COVID when the film Wild Mountain Time came out, where even the Irish people had terrible Irish accents. Yeah, yeah. But I think what it does, Kieran, is point to an insecurity that we have about our identity. And I think it's because you know, we can't quite believe where we are today relative to where we were 50 or 60 years ago. And when we see these images of that recent past, and it's a past that you know, almost everybody can identify in one way or another because it's rural and it's poor and so on. I think that insecurity kind of feeds on, you know, these public representations of Irishness that we know are completely incorrect. But we should remember Biden's visit is mostly a personal one. And however much he kind of refracts Ireland through that imagined ideal of the past, Remember in Belfast yesterday, he was speaking at Ulster University, this gleaming steel and glass 400 million pound building Mm. right in the middle of Belfast that's helping with the regeneration of that city. So I think, you know, it's not entirely one way traffic.
John O'Brien, political scientist at NUI Maynooth, Noel Cunningham, the hotelier, and Anton Savage, presenter of the Anton Savage Show here on News Talk. Gentlemen, thanks a million. I'm with Anton on this, says one of our listeners on 087-1400-106. Total over-the-top claptrap. This is not the Ireland I know or live in. Total put-on rubbish. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.